Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. It's a story about a 15K mistake we just made. (laughs) (laughs) That is our new jingle. You're welcome. <laughs> Flashback Brady Bunch. <laughs> I thought that might set the tone really well for the episode that we're about to dive into. <laughs> We've been waiting to do this one for a number of reasons, but I think we're finally on the other side of this mistake Yeah, where we can now reflect back and instead of being like super frustrated and super angry and defensive, we can actually see all of the things we did wrong that led to this mistake happening in our business. Yeah, because it would have been really easy a month or two ago to blame it on the other party. Well, and we did. Like in our heads or like to ourselves. And together. And together. (laughs) And over wine and with our team. (laughs) Emily needed some space. I did. I did. If you guys haven't met me yet, (laughs) I get on the defense really, really easily, especially when it's about our business and, and protecting stuff when ultimately at the end of the day, where I'm like, we didn't do anything wrong. And feeling very protective about our monies and our strategies and where we're going in business. Mm-hmm. And when I get like kind of pushed up against the wall in regards to that, I'm just like, you're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> and if I can just give you all a tip, do not get on Emily's bed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be dead to me, guys. Uh, if, if For those of you who watched How I Met Your Mother, the episode where Lily does her you're dead to me face and she her like her face changes when she's super angry and she like stares at the person and her eyeballs like twitch and her face changes and the person blows up like right in front of her <laughs> you're dead to me and then they just blow up so that's literally what happens in my <laughs> life with people so let's back up a second and and talk to you about and also, this isn't like a shaming episode. We're not no. talking about names. We're not talking about business, like the actual business. 
literally like we will talk to you about the concept that we had hoped to do in our business, mm-hmm. the mistakes that we made, the giant role that we played in letting the bad crap continue to happen mm-hmm. and how you guys cannot do that and not make that mm-hmm. mistake in your own business. Yes. So what were we hoping to accomplish? Yeah. So we had talked a lot with you guys last year about how 2018 really, we wanted it to be the year of automation and making things simpler and making things funnel ties. Um, <laughs> New word. Like how can we take stuff that we've already created? Cause we spent all this time and energy and willpower on making programs we're really proud of, but how can we put them on autopilot? Mm-hmm. And we had very specific thoughts around what order people should be taking our content and how we could start to scale that Mm -hmm. with the focus of our program surrounding Trello being Mm -hmm. our first priority because the, and we've talked about it before. If someone purchases that program, they are, it's the gateway drug to everything else we offer. They're so much more likely to purchase something else. And so we wanted not even necessarily to make money. We just wanted solid leads Mm -hmm. that were purchasing our program to at minimum break even. Yep. So our idea behind that was to create a funnel, right? And this funnel is generally revolving, involving Facebook ads. It's involving emails. It's involving follow-up sequences. So they get sent to the sales page and they buy, right? Mm -hmm. And so the idea was to bring on a marketing team, which sounds even crazy to me to say now, (laughs) since like we are our marketing team and like clearly we know it really well and we know our business inside and out. And so to bring in an outsider was scary even to begin with, but then we also just like fucked it up by dropping the ball 17 times. So they came on, they they were from a referral from someone that we trust. And so I think that also the fact that we knew the person who referred it, we were then kind of like, oh, then they know what they need to do. And like, then they're good because we trust this other person. Well, and we did have inside information into the fact that they were working with other businesses very similar to ours. Yeah. People specifically working in the online course space. And so we were confident in our hiring decision, which yes. we should know by We should now. not be ever confident. Well, in our and hiring I say decision. that and like PS, if you have worked with us or no, they're like to the amount of people we brought in through TCC and the amount of bad apples, like that ratio is just not I like know. it's so good with just a little bit, a couple of bad people. And so like we say that because they stick out like for us, it was like big. Well, deals. and like to just like touch on that for just a little bit, the people who we have brought on that we like have had bad relations with, we like seeked them. They didn't know who we were. We talked to them and brought them on. The other people who've been rock stars who stuck around forever, like were obsessed with TCC oh, and yeah. wanted to be a part of it yeah. and raised their hand themselves. So like, there's so, a lot of difference. So it's not if, you're, team. if you're a contractor, yeah, yeah. And you don't guys, you worry. Don't, we're not Mm-mm. dogging on you. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. So nonetheless, we were confident, but that should have been a red flag for us because in the past when we've hired complete outsiders, it hasn't right. tended to work well. Right. Right. And so we brought them on. They didn't know who we were at all. Nope. And so we spent a lot of time at the beginning educating them on our market. Well, and think about how like such a daunting task that is. Like looking back on it now, they had never heard of TCC. 
They didn't know what we sold. They didn't know any of our content that we have pushed out before. So imagine trying to catch someone up who's going to spend your money to get more of your dreamies. And you have to fill them in on the hundreds of blog posts you've ever written, the freebies, the audience, the pain points of your clients, the things that you've sold, the things that have worked for you, the stuff that's ingrained in your brain as the business owner that you're like, oh, I know that thing works for me and this type of thing doesn't. But that kind of stuff only lives in your brain. So imagine having to regurgitate that or even identify that Mm -hmm. with a stranger Mm -hmm. over a couple of Skype calls. Well, and that sounds like it's totally not doable ever. But if you think about it, we've hired people before that they were less familiar, but they still did stuff that was very integrated, like our website. Like Kathy, Kathy didn't necessarily know us super well, but we were able to catch her up because your job is also in that industry. Right. But your job as a client, like working with someone else, like if you hire them and you're their client, I think oftentimes we just think people should magically get everything, which I understand that we needed to give them information. And we did, we gave them access to a bunch of stuff Uh and they got started. But the first red flag should have been, that it was over a month later with no deliverables. None. Zero. None. And other red flags that kept popping up were, you know, we would hop on a call and A, there were like no deliverables and stuff that was promised wasn't getting delivered and stuff that we thought was already done or should have been done wasn't done. So that's just part of like the work ethic of that relationship, that's a whole separate issue. But specifically, I remember one of our calls and I said something like, I don't know if I was talking about one of our products or a podcast episode or something that we have. And they were like, oh, I didn't know you had that. Like they didn't know we had a podcast for like two months or something like that. It was something like super big that I feel like okay, they could have done their due diligence to like really deep dive into our brand, but like, oh, clearly we're not communicating enough. If they don't even realize that piece, then there's going to be a disconnect over here. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sitting here reflecting on it a little bit. And I know that we could have hired someone to do this and they would have succeeded. But our, maybe not to the extent we wanted them to, but they could have someone could have done this job and at least broke even for us. Thousand percent. But we should have er realized earlier on Mm -hmm. that they were a fit for our business. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't... Instead of four months later. Right. It wasn't their skills. It wasn't their reputation. Like they can clearly do this. They've done it for other clients. But their timeline Mm -hmm. was so much slower than we wanted to see results. Now Mm -hmm. I'm not anticipating that someone's going to come out of the gate and have a freaking profitable funnel for a totally brand new business. I mean, not, not that we're new, but like the relationship is right. But I really did expect it to break even. Right. Right. And it it was just, so I think one of the the major issues that's a hundred percent on us (laughs) is We sat there and said, this funnel, getting this thing working is our number one priority. Uh But then we did not make it our number one priority. So we were in a space. So this relationship began in what? September 
October. I think October. So we were in the timeline of gearing up towards our last launch of the year. October, if you guys remember, was the the craziest month of the year because we worked way overtime in order to take December off. So we were recording three episodes for the podcast a day for a long time, mm-hmm. prepping for a launch, writing emails, and handing stuff off to this marketing team to set something up that could run in the background starting in December for us to take off and still make money, right? Well, so we were in the space where we had too much stuff on our plate, A, <laughs> because we were doing all these other things to get ahead. We had just brought on a new director of ops who's amazing and we love her, but she was brand new also at like three weeks prior yeah, and had basically been like, cool, brand new director of ops, bring on this brand new marketing team and you guys create magic together. (laughs) And we're going to tell you it's our number one priority, but like, we're going to go over here and just record episodes all day long. And so it's just that it was wrong timing. It was a wrong relationship. It was a wrong goal. Like so many things were like, Shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't have done it. (laughs) And if we had been present mentally, like we showed up to meetings and we responded to things, but we still weren't really there mentally. If we had been there like that from day one, I feel like our second meeting, we would have been like, you know what? I think we need to bow out. Mm -hmm. We just kept wanting it to work. Yeah. We wanted it to work so badly We just kept throwing money at something that wasn't working. Because, and this is so funny to even hear me say this, but like we had kind of tried, like half-ass tried to create funnels regarding anything in the past that hadn't really worked that well or our expectations weren't right. Sure, sure. (laughs) Um, So maybe they were working, but they were like, we were thinking they were going to go gangbusters. Right. And so here we were, like a lot of business owners do, whether this be for a funnel or your website or your brand or your copywriting or whatever, right? We have this big like heartbeat of a problem. And this funnel is just like beating and beating and beating all year where we're like, God, if that thing were just working, then all of these other things would just feel a lot easier. Mm -hmm. So we came to a point where we're like, give it to someone else because we clearly can't do it. And we were paid however much it costs to make it work. And we don't even care. Just like do what you need to do. But what that does is it creates stuff that doesn't feel like your brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it creates stuff that you didn't put your stamp of approval on. Like some of the graphics that went out for the ads, we were like, oh my God, what are you using? And that just this communication of just like, yeah, that's not us because we didn't do it. Right. Or have our hand in it. <laughs> it just makes me sad. It makes me really sad. And coming back from it, like... If anything, I'm reminding myself again and again, because we've done this multiple times, but sometimes it's worked, sometimes it hasn't. Do not wait to hire someone until you like are beyond frustrated with the situation yep. and are over the task. Yep. Yep. You have to hire in advance of you reaching yep. like the bottom yep. pit of it all. Yep. And this was just a problem that was egging at us so badly that it was like, get it off her plate, get it off her plate. And if we had like hired them over the summer, maybe they wouldn't have been a fit, but we could have found someone that was a fit and coached them through it. Whereas by the end of the year, we were just like, I just want to lay down and not talk to anyone for a whole month. Yep which was not a time to hire someone. We should have just waited. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's fine. Like, I also want to give you all grace in knowing that you see all these businesses that are growing and they're making money. 
But what they're not always telling you is that they are making mistakes that are costing a lot of money. Like seeing $15,000 just disappear. It was really And it's honestly probably more than that because it's... Yeah, we didn't even calculate it. It's a guaranteed 12K because that's what we paid them over the course of the months that they were with us. But that does not include the actual total of money we spent on ads during Mm -hmm. the time that they were here that weren't converting. Mm -hmm. And so, like, we could go and do the math because they're... I don't want to. There's a little bit of, like, we spent some ads and we did make some, some extra sales. But it's so frustrating because... Okay, because it's a program regarding Trello, right? Which is a $29 program which sells itself. We have so many people come through on their own, on the daily, on the monthly, talking about the program, buying the program, whatever. So in our mindset, we were like, cool, we're making roughly, what would you say, between a little less than 5 k per month right now? I would say more than that. I would say it averaged anywhere between... Four and eight K, which sounds like a giant (laughs) range, but it really depended on... Well, if we were launching something else, but if you kind of take that out, I would say an average of 5K if we're not launching anything else. Yeah, just passive. Passively, it's coming in every single month, which is like fucking fantastic, right? Yeah. So we're like, okay, if we're making 5K without, quote, trying, right? let's try a little bit and see if we can double that, right? Or make it 8K or make it 15K or whatever. And so this was our version of... Let's try a little bit and see. And so we tried it by running ads and doing the funnel and whatever. And so running ads costs money. They're not free. And so I think it was like super frustrating to see the results because it might've been an extra like five sales or 11 sales, which is not drastic when you're talking about a $29 program. If we had made an extra 11 sales of Strategy Academy, that's $2,000. I'd have been like, sweet. Like, that's awesome. But when we're sitting here and I'm like, I could have gone live in our group and talked about our program and sold five. No, oh, yeah. Well, and for free. Yeah, it wouldn't <laughs> cost us anything but time. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. And probably part of our thing that has really since then give us a clear idea is I think despite how much we talk about numbers and data and analytics, I don't think we understood the things we needed to be measuring on a consistent basis in regards to running ads that convert to sales. Yep. So we had looked at conversion rates and we had looked at how much our list was growing and all this stuff. But there's, there's things called KPIs, which... It's a whole new world. We will do an entire podcast on it. Oh, Maybe yeah. we'll bring Caitlin on just to talk about KPIs. Right. <laughs> but they those things, which they're... Oh, my gosh. What are they? Performance indicate Key performance key, indicators. Yes. Key performance indicators. So there, it's data, which I'm all like sexy about. I'm like, let's do this thing. Uh-huh. But things like earnings per lead... We've never calculated that. I didn't think that that was a thing uh-huh. or I didn't know that that was a thing. Right. And so now I have clear data that before I was like, okay, well, this is what I can tell from this. Well, this it was more bigger from- pictures. Like, well, here's how much we spent and here's how much we made. Like yeah. that's the data. And like, maybe we'll see this ad converted better than this one. Yeah. We can see that. Yeah. But like. We never had a overall. way. We never had a way to do apples to apples right. comparisons. Right. And these KPIs that um, our friend Caitlin had really gifted us, so yes. to speak, <laughs> um, gave us a much clearer idea of the sort of things we should be tracking to see if we're getting the results we yep. want slash that are working. Absolutely. Because and well, and here's one of the bigger lessons that I've learned lately, and this isn't from our relationship with this marketing team. It's from something else that we're working on, (laughs) but live results, whether you go literally live on Facebook or do a webinar, or you like run a promotion on Instagram, or you're, you know, emailing your list, a bunch of broadcasts, right? Whatever that means where you're actively doing it right now, Mm -hmm. those are going to always and forever 
convert a lot higher and give you a lot better ROI than something that's automated. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact. But just because you're getting lower results on automation doesn't mean that it's not working, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think really putting into perspective, what are the results that we should be getting on Evergreen or automation based on other automation and evergreen statistics and not our live statistics, those really help us like, okay, this is working. (laughs) Yeah, no, a hundred percent. We were just so blindsided. I think part of it was just, we didn't know what we need to be looking at. And then we literally checked out for a whole month, like, and didn't check in other than we're like, you got this right. It's working. Right. And I think we put a lot of pressure on our in-house team to babysit our out-of-house team and it just wasn't sustainable. So I'm trying to figure out a way to make this really actionable for y'all. Well, I think the biggest thing that, that we've already touched on, but to recap, like, Don't hire when the thing is absolutely broken and you're burnt out and you're ready to just like spend whatever or do whatever just to make the thing happen. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Hire before that. Yes. But also you have to sometimes, even when you're frustrated with something, be willing because you care more than anyone else ever will to take it on yourself and to really... Spend the time and energy to make it your thing and make it your baby. And then once it's working, yes, hand it off for someone else to manage. And that's the biggest lessons we've learned of like, okay, I will now invest because I still don't know how to funnel. Like we still don't know that. Yeah. We've tried it and doesn't work. Tried it. Doesn't work. Right. Okay. So now we're going to back up and we're going to invest in someone who's proven it to work for her own business and other businesses. We're going to pay to learn the thing, implement the thing and work with her to make sure it's established. And then once it's all running smooth, like Greatville, we can pass off the like maintenance of it. Yeah. But we're not there yet. But we're not there yet. Absolutely. We already have made that investment. Yes, we have. hundred percent. Thank God. Oh, thanks, sweet baby Jesus. (laughs) The thing I want to also touch on before I forget, read your contracts. Oh, guys. Okay. So first of all, I read all our contracts and Emily, most of the the time, just trust me, which I mean, yay, but also it's nerve wracking sometimes. (laughs) So I read the contract and... I should have put a red flag on a couple of the terms and renegotiated. Not saying that we wouldn't have worked with him, but just saying like we need to strike this section. Mm -hmm. And I forget, and I'm sure many of you do, that when you get a contract from a contractor Mm -hmm. that you think that you just have to accept everything as is. You do not. You have the right to renegotiate. Yep. And so... Everything is negotiable. So... We were lucky in the fact that they let us leave. What we signed that we didn't realize we signed was a year-long contract. Mm-hmm. Even though we were paying a month-to-month basis and we thought... Like a retainer. Like a retainer. We thought it was just like, okay, we'll give a notice. Mm-hmm. Like there might be a, a certain amount of day notice that we need to give that we don't want to renew, which is what we did. We were just like, oh, hey, by the way, like when's our cutoff date? We don't want to do it for, you know, the next round or whatever. And they were like, yeah, um, you're here for a year. Well, sort of. Like part, the part of the terms of cancellation included that... 
we could cancel before the year was over, but we had to give 30 days notice and we had to pay for those 30 days. And they didn't make us pay for those, but then they wiggled their way out of some things they promised they had done. And so nonetheless, like I should have gone in and said, I'm not willing to sign for a year. Maybe I'm willing to sign for three months. Right, right. And then shorten the 30-day cancellation to a 15-day cancellation. And I'm not saying that by doing that, I'm not waiving that whole section. I'm just editing it Mm -hmm. to make it a little more reasonable for how we work. Because we weren't going to put a whole year into something that wasn't working. Like That would have cost us so much money. And frustration. More frustration than the money. And and I think... You know, at the end of the day, we're, we are very lucky that this type of mistake isn't breaking our business. No, but, but that is not broken, the case. It could have broken other people. Absolutely. That is not the case for a lot of people. And so we share this with you. So whatever version this $15,000 mistake looks like for you, maybe it's, you know, the $5,000 web designer, right? That you guys are saving your pennies for and investing and then something gets messed up, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever it may be, the products that you're buying, the samples that you're getting. I really just like gut check with yourself. Are you mentally in a really good space? Not financially, mentally in a really good Mm -hmm. space to make that investment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we could afford it. Like that wasn't the problem. The problem was we weren't there and we weren't ready to manage it. And it wasn't the right fit. And I feel like if we would have done some more vetting at the beginning, uh-huh. like, I don't know if there was something we could have, you know, agreed upon, not where they were working on stuff, but where we were having meetings for them to get to know us. Uh-huh. And I think we, I think we would have seen it in meeting two or three of like, oh, there's, st- you still don't know what we're about. Well, and I think part of it was in this specific instance, and we've never had this situation before, so it was very, very new to us. The person we interviewed to hire was not the person we were working with. Right. That's another piece of why I think it just didn't like the re- working relationship wasn't great because although the the marketing agency firm, whatever they call themselves as a whole, might have a great reputation and might have great results and might have worked with great people, the particular like rep that we got might have been brand new or, you know, might not have gotten already proven results or might not have worked with businesses like ours. Well, but he also served a bit as a middleman. Right. A hundred percent. And so like he is bringing our ideas to the table Mm -hmm. and presenting them to a committee of people we don't even know. Right. And so we had one touch point, but he wasn't the one necessarily implementing the the work. And I know that this is how a lot of businesses work. I mean, I I worked in the corporate world and I was used to having (laughs) reps for things, Mm -hmm. but your rep is your liaison. And as the most important part of the whole thing. And so even though he was like a crazy nice guy and I liked him a lot personally, right. I don't feel like he was confident enough in his role to speak up for us, Mm -hmm. to be an advocate for us, to bring like fresh concepts to the table in that meeting and those conversations Mm -hmm. and really like let the people know at the table about what we were about, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that was part of his role. And I, I think there was a big disconnect there as well. 
I mean, so basically it was just like 19 degrees of like, we should have seen that and that and that and that. And the biggest thing was we were just so burnt out and so tired and so ready for it to be off our plate that we ignored all of the red flags that were practically slapping us in the face in hopes that it would just work. Now, I will say some things that I'm glad that worked out this way is despite (laughs) spending a lot of money and not seeing a ton of results, we did have support from other people on our team and from our spouses. Like if I had done this a year prior to this, like I would have had marital problems (laughs) because of it. Because of spending the money. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even though he doesn't make financial decisions in our business, right? Like if he hadn't trusted that I had the situation covered, like right. he knows we lost the money. Oh yeah. It's but wrong. he, but he's not pissed or mad or, right. and it's not causing problems in our marriage, which thank God. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of the conversations I had with B about it, like he would touch base of like, what are the results from this? And he could obviously see that I was frustrated, but it was never of like, what are you doing or why? No. And so when I told him, I was like, yeah, we're going to let him go. And he said, I feel like that's the right decision. Yeah. And so, I mean, that awesome. Yay. Thanks for that. <laughs> I think having support from all sides and is so important. So, yeah. you know, really working on that first. Well, and it was also helpful to have our director of ops in on all of the conversations in on all of the communication and her being like, when you guys are ready to not want to do this anymore, I support it. And like, if you want to keep going to keep trying, let's do it. And if you don't like, I think that's a good decision too. And so I think it was just like, having her having almost an unbiased opinion. This is a little bit biased because she's obviously on our team, but she's not us. Right. And she was just like, I don't see this getting any better. Mm-hmm. And we're like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I don't know, guys. We love you. <laughs> and we're working really hard on this. So it could have derailed us working on finals altogether. But actually what ended up happening and I'm very proud of us for doing this. We didn't even necessarily seek it out. I think we just put out into the world that we were looking for a different solution Mm -hmm. and we were willing to do the work ourselves, Mm -hmm. but we couldn't just do it blindly. Like Mm -hmm. we needed support. And so I reached out to a friend of ours and I, I asked her some really critical questions and then she just ended up, by chance, inviting us to her program that was literally about this. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just, oh, I'm going to help you through it. Like, I'm going to give you every step yeah. and every tool yeah. and every email and every yeah. automation and all the training you need to do it yourself. And we got that like a week or two before mm-hmm. we ended up letting them go. Yeah. And so I think if we had just let them go, and didn't have this other thing in place, I think we just would have dropped it and moved on. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. And I mean, it it would have just been a repeat of last year of how we were working and and stuff we were doing. And I think, I think you're, you're absolutely right. Where when we finally said, okay, oh, maybe we need to be in charge of it. And then we can hand it off. All of a sudden, a program where we were doing it seemed a lot, a lot nicer and Mm -hmm. a lot like, okay, we can do that. Yeah. So if you're in a a bad situation, whatever it ends up being, I've 
tend to think this happens to be working with other contractors mm-hmm. or companies. Look for another solution before you let this yeah. one die. Yeah. Before you let this one just fall apart. Before you let this one get crazy. Because I find a lot of people come, especially into our Facebook group, in desperation. Yeah. Because they are ready to let someone go. Or like a lot of the times it is in our situation where we were getting a ton of communication, not communication. Wasn't the issue. I mean, we weren't communicating well, but there was, everyone was talking. Right. I think a lot of times I hear people say, I literally haven't heard from my web designer in three months yep. and I already paid in full. Yep. 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 So before that happens, yeah, exactly. <laughs> before that happens. And I mean, at the end of it all, like if you're going through something like this, it's probably not what you want to hear, (laughs) but like, please, please, please sit right now and think what role are you playing Mm -hmm. into making it not be great? Whether that be you're not calling them out for not talking to you for three months, like pick up the phone, email them, send them a letter, find them, find all of the ways to be there. Mm -hmm. Comment on their Facebook live when they haven't emailed you back in 12 days or whatever. Or like, I'm not going to say your own contract, like read your contract of when you're supposed to get responded to. But like, we have to be our own advocate for stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And like, we have to say, these are the things I won't accept. And these are the things I'm okay with. And if we don't do that, that's on us. Yeah. I found, especially people earlier in business tend to just like accept what's happening to them. Yes. And they're not willing to the results you're getting from someone else or whatever. So I think because there has been a few situations where it could have worked out really poorly, but we had conversations mm-hmm. and we redirected and we got people back on track. And sometimes those ultimately didn't work out six months or eight months later. Right. But we still got what we needed and were able to end amicably yep. instead of everyone being frustrated and pissed off all the time. Right. Right. Which no one likes. <laughs> no. Cause if you're, if they're avoiding you, mm. it's likely cause they don't like you back. What <laughs> <laughs> well, about that? <laughs> which means you may be the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's really hard to yeah. swallow. Yeah. Even if someone is not good at their job, if you are still paying them money to do a shit job at the end of the day, that's just you. That's you. That's you. It's all you. Look in the mirror, babe. Oh, snap. <laughs> Trust me. We were not ready to no, look in the mirror no. when we let them go. No. I wasn't ready to look in the mirror for three months when we were working with them. I was like, it's not me. It's them. <laughs> Yeah, I think like last week she's like, oh, oh, I see now. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So look in the mirror. Don't make the same mistakes we did. I hope we just saved you fifteen thousand (laughs) dollars somehow in whatever way that looks for you. I think the biggest lesson here is to remember that ultimately at the end of the day, you're the boss. And that means sometimes you got to keep other people on their toes. You've got to cut ties when they need to be cut. You've got to make the hard decisions and have the hard conversations. If if you're not getting the results that you want and you think that you should be getting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So go be boss. We believe in you. You can do this without fucking it up. (laughs) Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. 
Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.